Five minutes after 6 a.m. Good morning, everybody. My name is Nachum Siegel. Welcome to a Monday. This is your Jewish Moments in the Morning radio program. Masecha 
It's been so plain for all to see. Open your eyes, you'll realize my self-assured. Now wake up, you throw it. Look around and you'll see. It's that eternal plan. It's for us, can't you see? And though we feel this pain, that special day is almost. It's all for you, my Thank you. 
J.M. in the A.M. Shoresh with Filali Shlom Hamdina. Sometimes you have to remember after a day like yesterday what it is that the best people in our in our community are dying for and what they're being murdered for. And that, of course, is the beloved state of Israel. Shoresh with Tfilala Shlom Hamdina. Avinu Malkeinu done by Yehuda Green and Sruli Tversky. Ohad before that with Avinu Avharachaman. Mayor Sherman, Masach Hashem, our Monday morning theme song. And of course from Regesh, Modani opening things up. And we say good morning. It's a Monday on the September the 17th, the 8th of Tishrei. We start Yom Kippur tomorrow night. 70 degrees with 94% humidity. Winds are east at 4 miles an hour. Afternoon showers and a high of 80. Then tonight, thunderstorms and a low of 73. Tomorrow, Erev Yom Kippur in New York, thunderstorms and a high of 80 degrees. Yerushalayim right now at 80. We're at 70 in New York. As we say good morning at JM in the AM. Yesterday was a difficult day for the worldwide Jewish community. Those, who, um, those whose eyes and hearts and ears are always pointed toward the state of Israel. A difficult day for those who... Um, often ponder how is it that the enemy always seems to get our best? How is it that the enemy always seems to take away our greatest, most productive, most inspiring heroes? How is it? And of course, yesterday, that's exactly what happened when this coward, this Arab teenager, decided to murder Ari Fold. And for those of you who, like myself, spent a good part of yesterday watching the the funeral and the burial, the news reports, I can say that the worldwide Jewish community suffered what I refer to often as the collective pain of losing one of the great ones. Our condolences to his family. I don't know how they are able to uh, continue after uh, what had happened. I don't know how they were able to even express themselves the way they did yesterday so beautifully. And um, on a personal note, like so many people in this audience and so many people in the New York area, so many people in the quote-unquote modern Orthodox community, so many of us know the Fold family, know Ari's parents for 40-plus years, his brothers, Moshe, Eitan, Hillel. 
so many of them are known to us. So this hit home even more so because of the personal connection that so many people have. Later this uh, program, uh, Josh Haston, who has been... um, who has been uh, on the who has been victimized by the enemy let's put it that way and thank god has survived uh over the last many years he will join us and uh, we'll speak about Ari and we will speak about the commitment and sacrifice that so many and we often don't realize how many are always giving constantly for the people of Israel the state of Israel the land of Israel so he'll join us coming up later on at 8 o'clock hour this morning at JM in the AM. For us here, we keep getting closer and closer to Yom Kippur. Starts tomorrow night. We will continue with the uh, appropriate selection, certainly. And um, remind everybody about all the different things that are coming up uh, toward the end of this week and for uh, Cholamoid, Sukkot, etc., etc., etc. For those of you listening in Israel, and there are people who are... Uh, either residents of Israel or are now uh, in Israel for the next couple of weeks. I thank you very much for tuning in. This uh, forum gives us an opportunity in many ways to grieve and remember together and to, um, again, reflect on the the, um, the never-ending... The never-ending theory that the enemy takes our best, our brightest, those who are fighting with every lance, last ounce of their being for the state and people of Israel. 23 minutes before 7 o'clock, more coming up. This is JM in the AM.
Cause I, 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 cause I
נכבד, מוכנים? רוצה להקדיש את השיר. To the best soldiers in the world. חיילי צה"ל. Thank you. 
so much. The best.
J.M. in the A.M. Sheves Achim wrapping up the hour. Monday morning, it's J.M. in the A.M. America's one and only Jewish moments in the morning radio program. Heard on listeners-sponsored digital radio. Around the world on the web, NachumSegal.com and the NachumSegal Network, and of course, the beloved NSN app. מדובר ב-35 נהגים שטוענים יחד כי הם חולים. מרכבת ישראל נמסר כי זו שביתה לא חוקית בוועד מנגד מחישים. בשל המחסור בנהגים בוטלו לשאר היום קו ראשונים לוד וקו בית שמש מלכה. בסך הכל מדובר ב-30 רכבות שיבוטלו. בשעה הארבעה תתכנס ישיבה בנושא המשבר ברכבת בנוכחות יושב ראש ההסתדרות, הנהלת הרכבת וועדי העובדים. אורח בעשרה ימים מעצרו של המחבל שרצח אתמול את ארי פולד, זיכרונו לברכה. בצעד חריג, הדיון נערך ליד מיטתו של המחבל בבית החולים הדסה עין כרם. כתבנו צחי דבוש. שופט צבאי מלווה בקלדנית הגיע למיטתו של המחבל חליל יוסף ג'בארין בבית החולים הדסה עין כרם בירושלים. מדובר בצעד חריג שמתרחש לעיתים רחוקות בלבד, ומטרתו לאפשר לנאשם החולה להיות נוכח בדיון הארכת מעצרו. 
בסיום הדיון החליט השופט הצבאי להאריך את מעצרו של המחבל בעשרה ימים. המשטרה עצרה שני חשודים בניסיון עוקץ של בתי עסק באזור הצפון, כתבנו קובי מנדל. מדובר באסיר ובחברתו אשר הצליחו להונות כמה סניפי רשת גלידריות בצפון. האסיר נהג להתקשר כשהוא מתחזה לבעל הרשת ודרש להעביר לו סכומי כסף באמצעות מונית שנשלחה למקום. הכסף הגיע בסופו של דבר לחברתו. בדרך זו הם גנבו עשרות אלפי שקלים. המשטרה פונה כעת לבעלי סניפים להתלונן אם גם הם נפלו קורבן להונאה דומה. היחידה הממשלתית לתיאום המאבק בגזענות קוראת לרבנות הראשית לקבל ללא סייג את דבר יהדותם של יוצאי אתיופיה. כתבתנו מוריה אסרף. משרד המשפטים הורה על כינוס של מועצת הרבנות הראשית בכדי לאמץ את פסיקתו הברורה של הרב עובדיה יוסף, אשר קבע כי יהודי אתיופיה יהודים לכל דבר ואינם צריכים גיור. הפנייה באה בעקבות התגברות תופעות הגזענות כלפי יהודי אתיופיה, ועל רקע הטלת ספק ביהדותם בשל צבע עורם, כפי שנחשף בשורת פרסומים בכאן תאגיד השידור. לראשונה זה שנה וחצי הלשכה המרכזית לסטטיסטיקה מכריזה על עלייה מתונה במספר התחלות הבנייה. כתבנו לענייני כלכלה, ניתאי ענבי. בחודשים אפריל עד יוני חלה עלייה של 2.7% במגמת התחלות הבנייה המהוות את היצע הדירות העתידי, אחרי ירידה של 5.7% בממוצע בכל רבעון מאז סוף 2016. עם זאת, בשנה שבין יולי 2017 ליוני 2018 החלו להיבנות כ-44,000 דירות בלבד, ירידה של כ-20% בהשוואה לתקופה הקודמת. מזג האוויר ללא שינוי ניכר, מחר וברביעי תחול עלייה קלה בטמפרטורות. ולסיום, מי יהיה האדם הראשון שיטוס לירח מאז שנות ה-70? עם הפרטים כתבנו נתנאל דרשן. אילון מאסק, מנכ"ל חברת ספייסיקס, יכריז הלילה באחת לפנות בוקר שעון ישראל על שמו של האדם שיגיע לראשונה אי פעם לירח כתייר במסגרת המיזם השאפתני של החברה. עד כה ביקרו בלוויין הטבעי של כדור הארץ רק 24 בני אדם, האחרונים שבהם בשנת 1972, במסגרת המשימה האחרונה של ארצות הברית סביב הירח. אלה החדשות שעורכת שירה נאות.
Oh, yeah. 
JM in the AM. Shema Kolainu done by Yehuda Green. It's brand new from his uh, Nishamala album. JM in the AM on this uh, Monday morning, <clears throat> September the 17th, the 8th of Tishrei. We uh, start Erev Yom Kippur tonight. <clears throat> Erev Yom Kippur begins tonight. Yom Kippur, of course, tomorrow night. Wishing everybody a Gemar Chesimatova. Happy, healthy, and sweet new year, of course. Those of you who have not yet contributed to the uh, Ari Fold GoFundMe campaign, I've just posted it on Facebook. If you are my Facebook friend, meaning if you are a friend of uh, Nahum Siegel, the profile Nahum Siegel, then you will see that uh, it says click here to support the Ari Fold Memorial Fund. Um whatever we could do to help his uh, wife and four children. <laughs> Bobby Brown posted on Facebook just a few uh, hours ago, Ari Fold wanted to influence people with truth and logic. Our enemies want to influence people with murder and fear. Yeah. That certainly says it all. <laughs> one of our more sarcastic uh, posters on Facebook writes, well, if there's one thing we can be certain of, it's that the government will do nothing to the best of its ability. <laughs> yeah, unfortunately, there's uh, plenty of reason to believe that. JM in the AM, 11 minutes after 7 o'clock on this Monday morning. Josh Haston will join us coming up at the top of the hour. Talk about Ari Fold and the heroism, how he showed us how to live as a Jew and die as a Jew. Talk about that and much more about yesterday and the tragic day it was for the Jewish people. All coming up at the top of the hour here at JM. They am 12 minutes after the hour right now as um, we continue on this uh, Monday morning with Lipa.
J.M. in the A.M. with Yaakov Shweki here on a uh, Monday morning. I just noticed that JewishTickets.com has uh, added a whole bunch of concerts. The Ohad Itzik Dadye concert that will be at on a Thursday, Cholomoid. Uh, that's up there. The Sukkis celebration with Miami is up there. YBC and Mordechai Shapiro that Mordechai spoke about last week in uh, Teaneck, New Jersey is there. Um, MBD, Mordechai Ben David. He's got a concert up there as well. Sook is Spectacular with the YBC and Uncle Maishi is up there. And the Cholomoid Sukkah Cruises. Wednesday Cholomoid at 2.30 and Thursday Cholomoid at 2.30. Those are up there as well. So go to jewishtickets.com. Jewishtickets.com, a big resource, a good resource for what's happening in Cholomoid, of course. Uh, for uh, for Lancaster, for Hershey Park, it's lancastersukkot.com, Lancaster. Sukkot.com. Again, LancasterSukkot.com. And for those of you who are heading to Israel, don't forget Thursday night, as we mentioned on uh, Friday, Thursday night, 
Yaakov Shweki and Mordechai Shapiro are together Thursday. <coughs> excuse me, Thursday Cholamoi. And that is a concertinisrael.com. Concertinisrael.com to benefit United Hatzalah of Israel. Josh Hastings is going to join us at the top of the hour. We'll talk about Ari Fold and the incredible brave life that he led. Um, Rabbi David Goldwasser's words, and here is Rabbi David Goldwasser with Morning Chizuk. Good morning. The great Rosh Hashiva of Aaron Cutler says in his Sefer, we can well understand that it is our great fortune that we are Zoycha, we merit to become pure and cleansed before Hashem. But what is the good fortune that we have to trouble Hashem to be involved with our Averis, with our sins, and to wash us off? Like it says in Yeshayo, when Hashem will have to wash the dirt of the daughters of Zion and rinse the blood of Yerushalayim from her midst with a spirit of judgment and a spirit of purging. Really, we should be somewhat ashamed. Rabaran describes the situation where someone is hosted by a wealthy man. As he sits at the table, he spills something. It spreads across the table and dirties the clothes of his host. What a great busha it would be. Even worse, if the gvir, the wealthy man, gets up from the table and cleans him off, it would even be a greater busha. How much more so if someone is eating in the palace at the table of the king? And the same thing occurs. The king has to get up from the table in order to have the mess cleaned up. It would certainly be a great busha for the guest. The Ramak addresses this in the Sefer Tamar Devara. He explains, over al Pesha, that since Hashem Himself cleans our veras, then each person has to be filled with shame and embarrassment and do tshuva. If this is so, what is the kavana when Rabbi Akiva said, Ashrechem Yisrael, happy is it, O Klal Yisrael, lifnei miatem before who you are purified? When we explain that the sins that we do are like the guest who dirties the house of his host or the palace of the king, the question is very strong. However, if a person who is sin is like a son who caused the mess in the father's house, then it's entirely different. The father, even though he's the king, will clean the dirt. With great happiness and with a good heart, his son is dear to him. So too, Hashem is happy to purify his children. We are not embarrassed. We are coming to our father. And that is why Rabbi Akiva says, Ashrechem Yisrael, how fortunate are you, Klau Yisrael, Mi Metahir Eschem, who purifies you? Aviem Shabashamayim, it is your father. This has been Rabbi David Goldwasser bringing you morning chizik. Have a nice day. Mach mir
J.M. and the A.M. The Nochi Kronben with Barosh Hashanah. Monday morning broadcast. Tomorrow night it's Yom Kippur. Tonight begins Erev Yom Kippur. Welcome to a Monday. Uh, short week, I guess, or some type of broken up week. I guess that's how we'd refer to it. Our thoughts, of course, with our um, friends and uh, community members down in Charlotte and other areas of North Carolina that are still being hit hard by the um, by the storm. Um, the Charlotte community that many of you are are aware is uh, one very dear to me. Uh, had decisions to make before Shabbos about uh, what they would do regarding Shabbos services, and then uh, they experienced a whole bunch of uh, power outages and flooding over Shabbos. Uh, we are checking on them. I was uh, I put an, in- an inquiry last night to Rabbi Oppenheim, so hopefully we'll hear back. And if there's anything we could do for them up here or from up here, we will let you know, certainly. I want to thank those who've been giving to the uh, Ari Fold Memorial Fund that's been set up as a GoFundMe campaign. If you have uh, not yet seen it anywhere, if you're on Facebook, go to my profile, Nahum Siegel, you'll see it. I just posted it. We just contributed a little while ago. And we encourage everybody to help his family during this horrific time. And I thank you for that. We'll speak to Josh Haston about the whole situation about 12 minutes from now. He'll be live from Israel with us here at JM in the AM. A reminder, I got this from Glenn Richter yesterday. You know, we keep asking and we keep speaking about and we keep analyzing what we can do from this side of the world regarding the uh, Jeremy Corbyn situation. British Labor Party leader Jeremy Corbyn has made it clear that he hates Israel. I think that's a that's a fair statement. Uh, that's what dozens of Jewish leaders in the United Kingdom and many members of Corbyn's own party have emphatically openly declared. Worst of all, he could be England's next prime minister. Leaders of the British Jewish community have raised a strong voice of protest. In the spirit of Kol Yisrael Arevim, we must join in speaking out on their behalf. Um... So a spiritual activist response to Jeremy Corbyn and those like him will take place tonight, this afternoon, Monday, 5 p.m., at the British Consulate, 845 3rd Avenue at 52nd Street in Manhattan. AMCHA, the uh, the Coalition for Jewish Concerns, is asking everybody to come out today at 5 p.m., 845 3rd Avenue, that's 3rd Avenue and 52nd Street, and demand that Jeremy Corbyn do tshuva and do it now during the Aseris made tshuva. He should repent during these days of repentance. Um, again, it's happening today, 5 p.m. Please be at the British Consulate, 845 3rd Avenue at 52nd Street in Manhattan, Again, 5 o'clock today. And yeshikach to Amcha for putting it together. And yeshikach to everybody in this audience who will be going and uh, participating later on, 5 o'clock in Manhattan. 10 minutes before 8 o'clock, JM in the AM with this Shmakolenu from Kesher at JM in the AM.
We are certainly wishing everyone that we be inscribed in the Sefer Chaim, Bracha V'Shalom. Tomorrow night begins the holiday of Yom Kippur. Wishing everybody a happy, healthy, sweet new year. Igmar Chasimatova. This is America's one and only Jewish moments in the morning radio program. Heard on listeners' sponsored digital radio. Around the world on the web at NachumSiegel.com and the NachumSiegel Network. And of course, on the beloved NSN app. Um, as uh, as we mentioned, uh, Josh Haston, LandofIsrael.com, Gush Etzion Foundation, Gush Etzion Regional Council. Uh, he's got a lot of stuff on his resume and the places that he's uh, that he's um, worked at and influenced and been part of over the years. Amazing advocate for Israel, lives in El Azar. And uh, Josh is going to help us remember Ari Fold this morning as uh, the collective Jewish pain from what happened yesterday in the Gush continues to agonize and continues to pierce the hearts of the Jewish people and the Israel lovers around the world. Josh Haston, Gmar Chatimatova, welcome back to JM and the AM. Thanks for having me on this uh, very difficult day here in Israel. Um, last night I was watching uh, somebody do a Facebook live video from your area. And, uh, he said that, you know, there are, I'm mean, obviously Yontif is tomorrow night and big holiday coming up at the, uh, at the end of the week, early next week. So obviously people have things to do. And, but, uh, he described the situation in the Gush that everyone who needed to go about their business went about their business yesterday, but essentially in complete silence, essentially in a daze, essentially not communicating one to the other, just walking around in this terrible, despondent, immediate mourning that took place after everything was learned about the episode yesterday. Would you say that's an accurate description of what's going on, both in the Gush area and in many, many areas of the world right now? Yeah, just listening listening to you give that description, I I literally have the chills right now, uh, just going back 24 hours. Um, hearing the news that there was a terror attack in Gush Etzion. I actually was in Jerusalem, and, um, you know, as the case way too many times, uh, the phone starts going off, and the news um, news sources start talking about a terror attack in Gush Etzion. So what is the first thing that I did? I turned on Facebook to see what Ari Fold was going to post about what was happening. That was the first thing that I did, because he was always the first one posting or actually running to the scene to report the truth about Israel. So that that's right there. I mean, I, that's, I didn't put two and two together at that point. I thought maybe he was away. Maybe he was doing getting ready for, for Chag. I don't know. But at that point, and for the rest of the afternoon and the rest of the evening, on into the night and, and the funeral, which... You know, I, we, we all got home at 2.30 in the morning. I think that describes it very well. People were still out and about at the mall, the same mall where, where, you know, where he was murdered right outside, but it was an eerie, eerie feeling. I mean, I was there with the mayor of Gushetzion, Shlomon and his staff. He temporarily relocated his office to the actual place where Ari fell, where he breathed his last breath, a hero, 
shooting at the terrorist who just seconds earlier stabbed him. Um, so we were sitting out there, and on one hand, there was this eerie silence. On the other hand, you had people coming and having lunch and people going in the mall and doing their shopping. But we've seen that here in Israel again, and whether for better or for worse, there is a resiliency here. I remember when the buses were blowing up in 2002. Yeah. An hour later, the scene would be cleaned up and people would be going about their business. Yeah, no so there was them. a little bit of that. But on the other on the other hand, um, yesterday was was you know for me personally and for so so many. Uh, extremely, extremely difficult. Josh Haston with us from Israel. By the way, we should mention uh, multiple times uh, that there is a GoFundMe campaign for the Fold family that's been set up. Anybody who has Facebook, you can go to my profile. I've posted it. The Siegel family has contributed, as, uh, as thousands have from around the world. And I'm sure Josh can attest to the fact that uh, whatever financial help we can give the family certainly is necessary and welcome at this time. Um... Explain the episode. You've had your own close calls. Thank God you've survived them. Uh, you've described them for us on the air. You, you've described the adrenaline, the decision making, the snap judgment, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Can you understand how a friend of yours who had a fatal wound um, was able to react the way he did? So I can under, understand it on one hand because when that adrenaline kicks in. And uh, as scientists and doctors talk about the fight-or-flight phenomenon, it is real. And that is most likely what kicked in when Ari was literally bleeding with his lung puncture with a knife wound from his back extending into his lung. He had the... uh, He was in a frame of mind where he could actually, in those seconds, turn, run after the terrorist, and shoot. Now, that being said, one of his siblings at the funeral last night said that he didn't believe that theory. He he believes that Ari was already gone, and his neshama took over his body. That's what caused him to to act with great heroism to save other lives, because who knows how many other people could have, God forbid, been stabbed. So there's two theories there, and I can't play God here. I don't know what it is, but... You know, being in a situation myself where you have three, four seconds to decide what to do, all I can say is, um, in getting out of it unscathed, thank God myself, I'm not so fortunate for my good friend Ari, a fight or flight kicks in and you act. But but this is something that I would never have um, doubted with Ari, because Ari was, again, as I said before, whether it was the first one to report from a scene, whether it was his role on the first response volunteer anti-terror unit in Efrat. Plenty of times where Ari the next morning shot a video saying, last night I was out all night protecting my community. We caught a, a terrorist trying to infiltrate or whatever the security security situation was. He was a part of that. I mean, he 24-7 put his body physically in the line of fire for his community, for his people, for the nation of Israel, for the land of Israel, and not only physically, uh, that we saw time and time again, but also in terms of, as I said it uh, yesterday several times, truly atoning for the sin of the spies, sharing the beauty of the land of Israel to thousands all over the world, sharing the, the humanity and just how wonderful the land of Israel is, Somebody else mentioned yesterday he had a Facebook follower in Saudi Arabia 
<laughs> who was in touch with with, with Ari of, of all countries. So his reach was wide in the thousands, and you saw it. I mean, the guy put up Facebook videos. Other than on Shabbat, he put up videos most of the time, because that's really the case here in Israel, sharing beautiful things, delivering packages to soldiers, which, which was his passion to take care of the soldiers, north, south, east, or, or west. Just tell you a, a little a story from three weeks ago. I'm in my car, uh, about to pull into my house, and I get a uh, one of those, not a Skype, what's a FaceTime right. from Ari. Right. And I, and I click it on, and there, well, we have Ari sitting next to my nephew. And I'm thinking, how, well, how do you know my nephew? How did you make this connection? And apparently my nephew has, is working with this organization that makes these cold packs for soldiers that they put around their necks, so when they're on guard duty and it's 100 degrees, hmm. it keeps them cool. So he, he and Ari are driving to Hebron to deliver cold packs for the soldiers down there. Somehow they connected, and they wanted to say hi. Somehow they, got, you know, they figured out that, that this was my nephew, we were related. They sent me this message. That's the way Ari was. He was always on the front lines doing things for soldiers. When the rockets fell in Sterot, he went to Sterot. He didn't, you know, the right. tendency is if you know rockets are falling, you go the other way. He went to Sterot. When there were other attacks at the Gush Junction, he was the first one on the scene there. He was always the first one on the scene. And that's why, looking back at it now, how, how eerie it was not to see a message from him the second that the attack happened to Gushetzion, because he was always first. He was always first. I could never, you know, for better or for worse, you know, nobody wants to be the first to report on a, on a bad thing, but he had his pulse on the nation like nobody else. And that's the reason there were, I don't know if it was 7,000 or 10,000, I have never seen, other than for a Gadol Hador, when there's a funeral in Jerusalem, they block up all the streets and you have half a million people. In terms of a civilian, which he really wasn't a civilian. I mean, he was essentially doing a job that, you know, other governments do. I'm not trying to criticize the government, but I'm saying he did it on his own as a volunteer, all the Hasbara, if you will. Thousands and thousands of people came to pay respect last night until we got home at 2.30 in the morning, and nobody was budging. Everybody wanted to hear. Everyone wanted, everybody wanted to be there for the burial, to send Ari off to the burial. He deserved way, way before his time, way too soon. Uh, Josh Haston is with us live via telephone. Go back for a minute to yesterday, just so uh, people understand what sure. went on. Uh, he, he he literally based again on, on the on what you described to us earlier. He literally neutralizes the terrorist. Right? He's responsible for the terrorist stopping yeah. in his tracks. He literally neutralizes. The, and and at that point, he at at the point or at the place where he shot, he he literally collapses, and that's where the first responders find him. Exactly, exactly. That, that's what happened. Two other people did shoot as well, both the security guard from uh, the mall, right up, you know, uh, the guy who was guarding the entrance to the mall where the incident happened, and then, from what I understand, somebody who was having lunch inside heard gunshots, ran out, and also fired. So I, don't, I can't tell you today which bullet was the one that neutralized, right. which bullets could have been uh, double. Unfortunately, the terrorist is still alive being treated in an Israeli hospital, but I don't want to get into that for today. Right. Um, but he he used his last seconds on Earth to stop what could have been a much greater 
disaster. I mean, you can see there were women there shopping who were running in the parking lot there. It's, uh, you know, two days before Yom Kippur here, people already out in the stores doing their shopping for Arab Yom Kippur. Yep. It could have been much, 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 much worse. Yep. He was a hero yesterday, but it didn't. It didn't, wasn't just from yesterday. He did not. Arifol Shemikom Damod did not become a hero yesterday. He was a hero his entire life. He was a hero when he fought in the Second Lebanon War. He also had a near uh, near death experience there, where his vest saved him from shrapnel, uh, which could have killed him there. And he was a hero. Every single day, I, I, you know, that little green dot that you see when people are online, on Facebook or on whatever, right. social media, his dot never went <laughs> off. And I'll just share, a, you know, another, it never went off. Three in the morning, Saturday night, 1 a.m., I took a long Shabbat nap. So when that happens, I'm up late. 1 a.m., all of a sudden I get a message. This is 10 hours before he was murdered. 10 hours before he was murdered, I get a message from Ari saying, you did a great job. I was, I was, I'm on this, thanks to Ari, I do this regular TV debate show on ILTV. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, a left-winger, a right-winger, it's called Israeli Frenemies. Right. Because I was on a video with Ari, one of his videos, they called me, the producer called me and said, hey, do you want to try to come on the show? So I've been doing it regularly now. So at 1 o'clock in the morning, I get a message from Ari saying, you did an awesome job on this week's show. Keep up the good work. I don't have the exact words, but... No, he was awake. He was up. He took the time to say, great job. Keep up the good work. Stay strong. And that's the person he was. That's the Ari that I knew, and that's the Ari I had a many, many opportunities. There's a very small Anglo, call it Tazbara, public diplomacy circle here in Israel, and especially in Judea and Samaria. Everyone knows everyone. Everyone tries to help everyone spread the messages um, and, and and he was, as somebody said last night, he was the general. He was the general. And this morning, this afternoon, we're missing our general. Yeah. You know, I, one of the reasons I asked about the episode specifically, and um, obviously, you know, in, in many of these cases, we see that first responders are able to save lives. Obviously, Hashem had other plans yesterday, and, and the, the terrorist, uh, you know, unfortunately accomplished his goal. Uh, a little too well, as far as we're concerned. But the reason I mention it is because um, for the last many, many years, Josh, um, we, watching from thousands of miles away, and certainly those like you who are on the spot, have seen some of our absolute best taken from us by the enemy. We have seen some of the greatest giborim, and Ari was referred to as a gibor, rightfully so, some of our greatest giborim, some of the most incredible, um, incredible Jews, incredible Jews, incredible defenders of Israel, people who literally gave life and limb for the state of Israel, the people of Israel, and the land of Israel. And it just sometimes it's, you know, we, we look, we look from far away, from a distance, and we, we, we ponder how it's unbelievable how the enemy doesn't just go after our people, but takes away our best and brightest, the greatest leaders, the greatest generals, as you called him, you know, those who we look to to really lead us into the future. And I just thought I'd mention that because I'm sure that uh, you can cite many, many people who've been victims of terror um, 
you know, who, who belong in that category. Yeah, sadly, you are, you are correct. I mean, uh, without really getting into politics, just giving you the facts, since 1993, 1,600 Israelis have been murdered uh, at the hands of terrorists or have been killed in military wars, operations, battles, basically, you know, also fighting against the terrorists. And we've lost a lot of good people um, over the years. Uh, I mean, listen, you know, I mentioned uh, the last 25 years, quarter of, of uh, a century, but this has really been going on for 100 years, whether you're talking about yep. the brave Jews of 1929 yep. or those who fell fighting for the uh, independence of the state of Israel. We have lost a lot of good people, but as as they say, um, the song as the song goes, you know, the, the Jewish people are not afraid of a long road, and we know this is <laughs> this has been our history for three thousand, four thousand years. We've been down many, many tough paths, many, many battles throughout our our history. That being said, this is still. This is still, and I hope the listeners understand this, and they're not deterred from visiting Israel and coming to Israel and supporting Israel. This is still the greatest time, and Ari would agree with me if you were here today, the greatest time to be a Jew, the greatest time to be in the land of Israel, where we can defend ourselves with our own army. I'm getting a little emotional now. I apologize. No problem. We have our own army. We have our own government. We control our own fate and our destiny. Nobody else does that, and it has not been like this since the Maccabees, since the Maccabees. It's been a long, long time. It's the greatest time to be alive and a Jew in the year that, that we just started, 5779. Yeah, no question about that. And I want to remind everybody that the uh, that there is a GoFundMe campaign to support the Fold family at this time. Go to my Facebook page. And you will see the link, and we encourage everybody to give as generously as possible. Josh, this is not the day for it, but I can't resist. So deal with this as delicately as you can. What are your thoughts when you see the Prime Minister of Israel walk into uh, Yonafold and his wife and sons and come and speak to them before the funeral? Um, Listen, I wasn't there. I mean, you know... I know what happened, and I heard some of the messages. And, and Rabbi Fold, by the way, was my rabbi wow. yeah, in 1994, a gap year program in Israel. So I've known the Fold family for a long time. And, and then we were neighbors in Baca when I lived in Jerusalem. Rabbi Fold and I, we reconnected after I, I uh, moved to Baca. Um, listen, uh, the Prime Minister of the State of Israel has, uh, has a great responsibility of the weight of the Jewish people on his shoulders. Certainly things, if I had a one-on-one with him, I would tell him in terms of what I think needs to be done in terms of the terror attacks and that the IDF should have more free reign to act against those who seek our destruction. I mean, we know where this terrorist came from, where he lived, and I know they'll probably destroy his house, so they'll probably destroy the room in his home, depending on the way uh, it's ruled in court. But if it was me, again, I would encourage much more deterrence. I know we have the Taylor uh, uh, Force Act now, and Israel passed a similar legislation. 
in order to try to rid the so-called uh, slay the pay program of the of the Palestinian Authority. And I know the idea for Texas. We don't hear, by the way, Nachum. We don't hear about ninety plus percent of the attacks which are thwarted. Right, that's true. That, those don't make the news. Right. And the and the idea for security reasons can't share that information. You might hear something a couple months later without getting a full story. So we're grateful for the IDF. We know that they are with you know protecting us twenty four seven. I just wish there was something more we could do in terms of the deterrence, so that these seventeen year old kids don't have access to an educational system which preaches the hate of Jews and hate of Israelis from birth, that doesn't have the Internet which encourages these types of attacks, incitement in the media and in the school books, or the PA school books or the UNRWA school books. You know, if I speak to the Prime Minister, I would say we need to do more. And again, hard to get into the politics today and whatnot, but I still think there's more that we can do. And uh, and hopefully everything, uh, whatever needs to be done, will get done uh, so that there are no more Jewish victims, as my friend Mark Provisor always says from the One Israel Fund, no more Jewish victims. Yeah. Josh Hastings with us live from Israel. Uh, he was there till early in the morning uh, at the uh, funeral of Ari Fold. You mentioned the Fold family, and um, my wife and I were sharing with each other yesterday how you know, we know members of the Fold family for over 40 years at this point, and there are probably people listening right now, especially in this area, in the New York, New Jersey area, that know uh, the Fold parents and, and the brothers and, and uncles and cousins. You know, sometimes I think you, you don't need to be a Montefiore or a Rothschild or a Rivlin to make a difference in the, uh, in the state of Israel or for the Jewish people. Sometimes... Uh, you could just be one amazing family that decides to, you know, change their address from the U.S. to Israel and make a tremendous impact. And I think there are a lot of families like that. Wouldn't you agree? Oh, absolutely. No doubt about it. Uh, the Folds in particular, I know how Fold came from the world of SAR, made Aliyah, brought his whole family here. And, you know, just speaking about them, each one of their kids individually has contributed tremendously to the state of Israel. And obviously yesterday, Ali Peng the ultimate price, losing his life at the age of 45. But there are many families who um, change gears entirely, adapt to uh, their aliyah reality, and contribute and make meaningful contributions to the state of Israel. I mean, we could do a whole show just on, you know, I think actually last year, I think the Jerusalem Post magazine came out with an article about top 50 contribution uh, Anglos who contributed to the state of Israel since its founding or something like that. I mean, there's so many who are who fit that bill, who come here, pick up their families, move to Israel, make an impact, and, you know, then are given the Israel Prize or, or whatever, you know, whatever award it is in their field. And uh, the folds certainly fit that bill. Josh, have you interacted uh, um you know, before or after the funeral with the Fold family yet at this point? Yeah, I, I paid a shiva call uh, this morning, and um, because Yom Kippur starts tomorrow evening, the shiva is only a day and a half. So it, my options will go today, and then tomorrow I think Rabbi Fold, I think from what I understand, is going to Jerusalem. So I was at the shiva at about uh, 9... 9, 9.30 this morning, and it was packed. It was packed. I knew it was going to be packed in a frat. I parked 
10 houses down knowing there's no way I'm going to get any closer. And it was round the clock. Uh, people were coming in, people were coming out. I had an opportunity just to, you know, um, say a few words to several of the brothers who I know personally and to Rabbi Fold. And then I had to, you know, kind of edge my way out so the next people could come in. And there was a deputy uh, minister in the government was coming in as I was walking out. And there were other uh, ministers and members of Knesset at the funeral last night. And I'm sure they're going to be paying shiva calls as well. Uh, literally today, because of the, I mean, even if it was a full seven-day shiva, I still think it would be packed based on what I saw last night at the funeral. But so I did get to say a few words to Rabbi Fold and, and several of his sons this morning. I got to leave a message in the in the guest book, um, which they have set up at the entrance of uh, this is Ari's house um, uh, there in Efrat. So that's where, that's where they're sitting shiva with his wife and his four children uh, who had their father ripped away from them in such a horrible manner yesterday. Um, and then they're going to get up tomorrow uh, before Yom Kippur and have to uh, somehow pick up the pieces. Um, and as Ari's wife said last night, she promised, standing there over his body, she promised that she would raise the children and take care of the children. And um, again, I'm getting emotional again, but uh, it's extremely difficult. But those were the promises that she was making last night. And uh, and I'm sure she has a lot of support from family and friends. These are tight-knit communities we have here in the Gush, Frat, one of them. Um, I'm sure people will be, be checking in on, on the folds, Ari Fold and his widow and the, and the kids for many, many years to come. That's what we do as Israelis, and I know that's what we do as Jews all over the world as well. Um the uh, based on what we saw, and you know how many thousands of people were watching the funeral from around the world. It, it seems like his wife and children are are um, ha- have the same type of disposition that he had. Would you agree with that? I I, I don't know them so well. I mean, Ari and I were had I would say we were definitely friends, had a professional relationship. Um, I didn't get to know his family up until now, and he didn't get to know my family as well on that on that level. We did so much together in terms of you know being out in the field. Whether it was, I remember last summer we went to did a, we took a plane ride over the south to see the situation with the Bedouin or you know other different events and trips and Hasbara and whatnot or in the Knesset we would meet all these different things. I mean, but but in terms of, of the family, just based on what I saw yesterday and today, I mean, imposed under these circumstances beyond belief, beyond belief, composed last night, composed today. I mean, I I don't know how to how to, how to explain it. I'm, I'm I'm sure there were many many tears and many many questions being asked, but based on what I saw today, they. They were composed and are looking to continue the holy work that, that Ari was was doing, fulfilling his legacy. Josh, can you explain this uh, procedural matter that that one at the it seems that if based on what I read, it seems that at the age of forty one can choose to be discharged from the army. Would that be accurate? And and Ari decided not to. Would that be the way to portray this? 
<laughs> yeah, listen, I, I didn't do the Army myself. I, I made out, yeah, I was already 26. So the Army uh, said, don't call us, we'll call you. <laughs> um, and and I, I actually I actually had got a cease and desist letter from the Army because I kept bugging them. <laughs> one point I snuck in, I mean, this isn't about me, but one point I <laughs> snuck in to the Mishkatek Youth, the enlistment center, and made it all the way up. You know, in Israel, you have to pretend like you're the boss. So I made it up to his... The director's office sat down in the chair opposite him and said, when are you taking me? And a week later, I got a letter in the mail, basically cease and desist. So anyway, that's my story. But yes, I, it's around the age of 40, 41, that you no longer have to do Miluim, reserve duty. And I heard last night at the funeral, I think his wife shared that when he got that letter saying, you're done, he literally, literally tore it up, ripped it up. And so now here he was at 45, four or five years past the age, past the limit, in which he had to serve. And um, plenty of times I would call him for something, and he would say, can't talk, Mimouin, recently, in the last year. So he, he was not looking to retire from military uh, reserve duty at any point in the near future. I mean, he was in great shape. He was a karate expert. He taught women, from what I understand, Krav Maga, on how to protect themselves, mm. ironically, from the same attack that happened to him right. um, yesterday. Similar attack. I mean, you know, when somebody sneaks up behind you and sticks you with a knife in the back, there's not much you can do. But, but if you have a couple seconds to see it coming, he was teaching women how to defend themselves. Uh, again, you know, a professional, a black belt in karate. Um, but in terms of Miluim, he had no end in sight, from what I understand. He wanted to keep serving his country for as long as his body would let him, as long as, I guess, the Army would let him as well. So maybe he got one of these letters saying, uh, cease and desist, but <laughs> I don't think he would get one of those. It must be, it must be. the 11, 11 war hero. It must be uh, heartwarming for you to surround yourself with these types of people in the years that you're in Israel. It's it's really again I mentioned it before, but there is a if people aren't aware there is a close knit group of all the, you know pro Israel activists. Uh, specifically, there you know in Judea and Samaria. I mean there, there are others who share our views who don't live in Judea and Samaria, and we've actually started getting together more and more. We want to be able to cooperate and collaborate more and more on projects involving advocacy and public diplomacy so that we can come out with a unified, united message. There are so many people uh, in this, I would, so many, but in this small group who are doing so many different wonderful things, and, you know, the more we can collaborate and be on the same page, um, the more we can do the type of work Ari was doing in order to get the message out and share the beauty of Israel and the truth of Israel and combat the anti-Israel media bias and all the things that he stood for, there is a network here. And, you know, a couple of people called me yesterday, who I would say are part of this network, and, uh, you know, you probably know them. I'm not going to go name by name, but you probably know them as well, saying that, you know, there is there is a void, and we are all going to pick up together, and we are going to continue, and we're, we have to work double uh, put double our efforts into it because our, as I said before, our general uh, has fallen. So that's the situation. Yeah, that's for sure. I remind our listeners, uh, there's a GoFundMe campaign. If you go to the GoFundMe uh, website, you could just search Ari Fold, help his uh, family 
in a financial way recover from this uh, tremendous loss. And uh, obviously, we extend our condolences to the uh, extended Fold family, Ari's parents, wife, children, everybody who's um, proud to be related to him. I can only imagine how proud they are. Unfortunately, it has to be in these uh, circumstances. Uh, Josh, as usual, I thank you and uh, continue fighting for the people, land, and state of Israel, as you always do. Thank you for helping us remember Ari Fold, and we should have, from this point forward, a Shana Tova, a Gmar Chatimah Tova, and uh, let us be in touch on good occasions, please, sir. I mean, same to you and your staff and all your listeners. Same to everyone. Gmar Chatimah Tova. Thank you, Josh. Josh Haston, he's amazing. It's unfortunate we had to bring him on for this, but he was there until early in the morning when the funeral and burial of Ari Fold took place uh, in the Gush, and uh, many of us are watching online, of course, the unbelievable words said by his uh, father and brothers and wife and children, and uh, our condolences to the Fold family, one of those great families in our community, and especially for those of us who are privileged enough to know them while they were here, so... We take extra pride in the fact that they started here in this area. Uh, there are certain families that are just amazing, incredible, incredible in the field of Jewish education, incredible in the field of of raising amazing kids, just incredible um, pieces of the of the immediate and greater Jewish community. So it's with great pain that uh, the collective Jewish world extends condolences to the Fold family. Monday morning broadcast, 29 minutes before 9 o'clock on this JM in the AM Monday. Tomorrow night is, of course, Yom Kippur. Um, we'll be here tomorrow for an Erev Yom Kippur broadcast. Make sure to be tuned in. I do want to remind everybody that later today in Manhattan, AMCHA, the Coalition for Jewish Concerns, has arranged for the, um, for the rally for a spiritual activist response to Jeremy Corbyn. Um, Jeremy Corbyn could be England's next prime minister. Leaders of the British Jewish community have raised a strong voice of protest. In the spirit of Kol Yisrael Ari Vim, we must join in speaking out on their behalf. Join spiritual activist response to Jeremy Corbyn and those like him. Today, 5 p.m., the day before Yom Kippur, Today, 5 p.m. at the British Consulate, 845 3rd Avenue, 52nd Street in Manhattan. Again, that's 5 p.m. today at the British Consulate, 845 3rd Avenue at 52nd Street in Manhattan. Demand that Jeremy Corbyn do tshuva. Demand that he repent during these 10 days of repentance. 5 o'clock today, please be there, 3rd Avenue, 52nd Street, New York City. You're listening to JM in the AM.
Monday morning broadcast, JM and the AM, words from the high holiday service, of course. Well, words <laughs> words from the Tanakh, but you know what I mean. <laughs> words we quote in the high holiday service. Cantheus uh, La Rosenblatt here at JM in the AM. <sighs> 844 in the morning, 16 minutes before 9 o'clock. I remind you that the um, GoFundMe page has a uh, a page dedicated to the memory of Ari Fold to help support the Fold family during this difficult time. Uh, we've given. Uh, we are encouraging others to give. It's on my Facebook page. You'll see it if you go to the Nahum Siegel profile on Facebook. You will see it there. Um, and... Um, and we encourage everybody to give as generously as possible. Mayor Weingarten is coming up 15 minutes from now with the Israel Show. The Israel Show this morning will feature some of the uh, actualities, some of the speeches or excerpts from the speeches that were given at the funeral yesterday for Ari Fold. Mayor Weingarten, Gemar Chatimat Tova, Shana Tova, and welcome to JM and the AM. Same to you and to the listeners, Gemar Chatimat Tova, all the best. If I could comment for a second on yeah. the piece that you just played. Sure. My uh, my Rebbe, uh, Lior, Dr. Lior Gottlieb, taught me that due to a uh, uh, dikduk, a uh, language um, a grammar issue, it is clear that Havenya Kirli Ephraim is a question. The hey at the beginning is a question because there's no dagesh in the bet. I never knew that, and I looked it up, and all the Mefarshim, who obviously knew dikduk, <laughs> say, say that. It's 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 a, like a rhetorical question. Why should I? You know, if he's so bad, why should I? Why am I treating him? You know, why do I care so much about him? Because normally we would think it's a statement. Mm-hmm. How do most people understand that? Ephraim is like a like a special son to me. Right. So you're saying, so now tell me the question for him one more time. It's, it's an ironic, it, it's a rhetorical question. Right. Why, am I, why do I care about Ephraim? If Ephraim rebels against God, ah. God says, Havenya, Kirli Ephraim, Yemele, Chashwim, why do I care so much? Why am I so good to him? Got it, got it, got it. Okay, now I got it, thank you. That's because it takes me an extra minute. And that, that's the grammar issue there is that there's no bet. There's no dagesh in the bet, which makes that hey in front of it, believe it or not, uh, a hey a she'ilah. Right. Uh, yeah. Okay. Cool. Tadarabah. 
Let me ask you the same question I asked uh, Josh Haston a few minutes ago. Uh, what were your thoughts when you saw the Prime Minister of Israel visiting the Fold family before yesterday's funeral? Wow. Yeah, it's a, I, is it an appropriate time to say? I, I hope that the family was able to utilize the moment to encourage the prime minister to take more drastic measures and to stop the bloodshed. Right. I don't know if it would make a difference, so, but, yeah. You know, they're a Mamlakhti family. I'm going to play the clip that one of the, from one of the brothers. We have a few really picked out some of the best moment, best, you know, mo- most, yeah. most moving most moments of the funeral, yeah. And the, uh, one of the brothers talked about meeting the prime minister. And um, he was talking about, you know, the idea that there has to be deterrence. But at the same time, he said the way he said it, we had this chut to meet Prime Minister Netanyahu. This is a, a mamlachti way of looking at things, right. you know, looking at the state of Israel as a holy creation of God and as, as a tool in the hands of God and sort of Prime Minister meeting him, whether you disagree or agree with him, it's a chut. Understood. I remember uh, always uh, Yochanan Fried telling the story of a Rav Tzuyehuda Cook. Um, at Merkaz Rav Cook every year on Yom Asmut, they would um, have the Prime Minister come and speak to this very day. I think today they do it on Yom Yerushalayim. And Yitzhak Rabin came, and everybody got up and sang and whatever. And, and Rav Yochanan Fried asked to you who to cook. Um, I mean, <laughs> I mean, it's Yitzhak Rabin. He's like, you know, whatever. So, so to you who to set them, is he worse than Ahav? Um. When Ahav was the king, he was the king. He was treated like a king. He was the king of Israel. Yeah. And the, uh, answer, the answer, of course, to that is no. Yes. I just want to make sure people know. <laughs> the answer that is that was he was not worse than a question, yeah. <laughs> Mayor Weingarten presents the Israel show in addition to the memories uh, through, the, um, uh, through the recordings of the uh, funeral yesterday of Ari Fold. You will be spending some time on some pre-Yom Kippur selections, correct? Yes. And we also will play for the first time. We we have not played this song. There was a song released this summer. Ein lit somet acheret. Ein lit somet acher. I have no other junction, and it's, it was in memory of the people that were killed at Somet Hagush. Wow. That very place. So we're going to play that song. Yoni Genot um, wrote it and and sings it, and uh, we'll play. We're going to play it uh, for the first time. Um, the words were written by Shmuel Munitz, and um, it's just a. Uh, you know, what can we say? Yeah, what can we say is right. Mayor Tadara will be tuned in just uh, 10 minutes from now to the Israel show with Mayor yeah. Weingart. Yeah. By the way, we should point out, I mean, it's not, mm-hmm. not our fault. This is for obvious calendaric reasons. Uh, the next time the Israel show will air will be three weeks from today. That is correct. Right. Keep that in I mind, everybody. So make get sure a little to... vacation, but right. uh, I, I, I will miss the, the, the weekly meeting with our listeners. Uh, Monday post Shabbos Bracious will be the next Israel show. Right. And ironically, we will be broadcasting that day from Israel. JM oh my gosh, really? Yeah. yeah, so we'll we'll figure out how to make, oh, that's cool. make that Eric sound. Eric Rosh Chodesh Cheshvan. Nachon. Okay.
תודה רבה. יופי, looking forward. גמר חתימה טובה. מאיר וינגרטן, of course, Israel show coming up nine minutes from now. Make sure to be tuned in, everybody, as we get set for uh, yet another great edition of the Israel show with Mayor at the top of the hour. JM in the AM. More coming up. A reminder that uh, if you don't have your tickets yet for the um, concert in Israel, Mordechai Shapiro and Yaakov Shweki are together. Binyaneho Oman, next Thursday night. Go to ConcertInIsrael.com, ConcertInIsrael.com. Take a drive down the highway of life. Give me five, my friend. Here we are. We're together again. And remembering when we met all the games. All the jokes that we laughed at the pain that we shared and we knew that no matter what came our bond would remain the same I can travel down any road cause I know that I'm not alone I've got my friends and their loyalty I've got my friends who
Rogers Park wrapping things up. I want to remind everybody that the the uh, spiritual activist response to Jeremy Corbyn takes place today, Monday, 5 p.m. at the British Consulate. Be there today at 5 p.m. 3rd Avenue, 52nd Street. 3rd Avenue at 52nd Street. That's where the uh, rally will take place. Again, Amcha, Coalition for Jewish Concerns, has put it together. It's 5 o'clock today demanding that Jeremy Corbyn do tshuva, repent during these 10 days of repentance. Again, it's happening today, 5 p.m., the day before Erev Yom Kippur, at the British Consulate, 3rd Avenue, 52nd Street in Manhattan. Brothers and sisters in Israel, we are with you. It's your favorite America's one and only Jewish moments in the morning radio program heard on listeners-sponsored digital radio around the world on the web at NachumSegal.com, on the NachumSegal Network, and, of course, on the beloved NSN app. Wraps up a Monday here at JM and the AM. Tomorrow, plenty on an Erev Yom Kippur, as you would suspect, including our Bayudin's words before the holiday. Wednesday, we will not be here. And Thursday, of course, we are back to a regular schedule, which will last for a couple of days <laughs> until the holiday of Sukkot begins. Have a fabulous Monday. Until tomorrow, Nachum Segal reminding you, remember the past, live the present, and trust the future. <laughs>